Thank you for joining us today and a big thank you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. Karen and I have been trialing their designs for a few months and we can happily recommend them. All designs are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. Hi there, we're wondering if you put any planning and preparation into your race day nutrition. If you don't, or you'd like some more tips, we'd love to help you. So today we're going to be sharing some simple steps to designing your race day time plan so you can easily plan what and when to eat. And that's going to help you be fueled throughout the race, perform well and recover well too. So we hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome to She Runs, Eats, Performs, the podcast for female runners of all abilities. Please join Karen Campbell and Aileen Smith nutritionists, friends and runners who are here to help you translate sports nutritional science into easy to apply tips and plans, helping you enjoy peak running performance and especially adding in the female factors every woman needs to know to be a healthy runner. The suggestions we make during this episode are for a guidance and advice only and are not a substitute for medical advice or treatment. If you have any concerns regarding your health, please contact your healthcare professional for advice as soon as possible. If you'd like help from Karen and Ailey to design a personalized sports nutrition plan for your running, please contact them at Runners Health Hub. everyone, I'm Karen and I'm here as always with Aileen and our topic for today is all about designing your race day nutrition plan. But before we delve into that, I would just like to say hi to all our regular listeners. It's really good to have you here and thank you for listening. And also, if you're listening for the first time, a really warm welcome to you and we really hope that you enjoyed this episode as well as all the others in our back catalogue and lots more to follow in the future. So great to have you here. So today, like I say, our topic is designing your race day nutrition plan. So what we're going to do is we will talk about your race day nutrition timeline. Then we'll move on and look at some real food suggestions for what and when to eat. And then finally, we'll end on some of our personal race day nutrition non-negotiables. So Aileen, Thinking about our topic today, I was just wondering why you decided that this might be a good subject to to discuss. Hi, Karen. Hi, everyone. Um, Well, I think race day nutrition is often overlooked or it's not thought about in advance. I think that's sometimes what happens. And if that's the case, we, we run the risk of running on empty and that can lead to an underpar performance. We might experience fatigue during the race. Sometimes we can get unpleasant symptoms, which can be distracting to say the least. Uh, But on the plus side, if we get it right, we perform, we recover well, we feel better. Potentially we have the edge. Um, So I think it's a win-win. And as we always say, Karen, 
don't let nutrition be the limiting factor in your running performance. Indeed, Aileen, our mantra. So, um, and it's so true. And I do think that planning your race day nutrition is a no-brainer. You know, if you plan, then um, hopefully you'll succeed. Now, we have all probably heard about how important having a race plan is to support us in getting the race results we want. But how many runners actually consider adding nutrition into the race plans? Well, hopefully lots of our listeners do, although I do suspect that many runners just grab a handful of gels and eat porridge and bagels for breakfast on the day of the race and they think that will do. Uh, And I must admit, back in the day before I knew anything about sports nutrition, I probably did that and I just did whatever my running buddies were doing. And to be honest, that didn't really give me much success. Yeah, no, I agree with that. That was my my um, situation as well. You know, I can tell a few stories about, you know, failing to fuel correctly, which has really has disastrous results. And there was one occasion um, when I felt particularly ill. It was um, after the Edinburgh Marathon. And, um, and that was really due to not having the knowledge, therefore having poor pre-fueling and no fuel. I used to run a, a marathon without anything. I can't believe I ever did that. Um, and 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 certainly now with all the education um, that I've got then and worked with nutrition in my training, there's no way I would ever go back to that. And I wouldn't want to repeat the the symptoms that I experienced afterwards. And I think that every runner is going to have their own story or maybe a story they've heard from um, a running friend or partner or or family member. And we really believe that nutrition and hydration can give you the edge on race day. So having a plan would be really helpful. So when planning your training, planning your nutrition at the at the same time. Now we regularly beat the drum about practicing your fueling pre, during and post run fueling during your training. And one of the cardinal rules is really that on race day, you never eat or drink anything that you haven't practiced in training. And the reason for that is that during training, your digestive system will learn to adapt to your food choices and that will help to minimize any negative digestive symptoms and that applies to all meals snacks drinks and any sports gels or bars that that you use as well so it's practice 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 and training yeah and I think it's always worth a reminder that practicing fueling and training is the way to go because it's easy to sort of override and forget to do it. Um, So let's talk about how to approach race day nutrition planning. Well, my way is to create a timed plan backwards from the estimated start time or the the, the estimated time that I'll be crossing the start line. And, And what I do by working backwards is I'm planning what and when to eat, and that will help me ensure I'm correctly fueled. And and I think it's also quite good to build in some contingencies. So think about what might go wrong on the day. So travel timing's a a typical one, Um, just so that you aren't thrown by any unexpected things on the day so that you've got a a contingency plan to eat uh, whatever what might happen to you. Yeah, and I think that's a really good idea, Aileen, is sort of, thinking about the start line and working back and 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 that helps to look at how long it's going to be 
for you to get there when you're getting up, what you need to eat the night before, all of that. I think that's a really a simple thing to do, but really um, potentially effective. And um, and and thinking about your approach and in, in planning this, Aileen, what are the key timings that you do or you would suggest runners plan for? Well, what, what I usually do is just get out a notepad and I'll create a timeline over 12 hours. So um, I start with, um, you know, making a column on the left hand side of the page and I'll have that column with times of the days, um, you know, starting with what I imagine my wake up time will be all the way through. And I tend to do 12 hours. Um, and then what I'll do is I'll write down that estimated crossing the start line time and you usually are given that information in advance of the race you know when you get your starter pack it will say be in the zone by whenever and you will be crossing the line at this particular time and you know give or take a few minutes that's usually what happens um and then I, I start thinking about what will happen before the start line so all the things that you just said there really Karen and and I think about what food I'll need so I mean the easiest one to note down straight away is that I'll need a pre-snack uh, a pre-race snack 30 minutes before my estimated start time so I'll put that down straight away and then I think about everything I'm going to be doing before arriving at the start line so the kind of things that you need to consider how long is it going to take to travel to the start line will there be any delays queuing for facilities like toilets and baggage tents and if you estimate these timings that's going to help you make some decisions about what food to eat when to eat it, really from waking up to getting to the start line. And then the next thing to do is look at the timeline and estimate your finish time. And that's going to help you plan uh, when to uh, fuel during your run. Um, and you should also be adding in a post-run snack within 30 minutes of completing the race and then a meal or snack within the next two hours. And, and after that, you're probably going to return to more of your normal eating pattern. Uh, but you might also have to factor in traveling home time. And that might also inform your food choices post-race and, and what decisions you make. So I'm, I'm sort of speaking about this. I'm visualizing it in my head, Karen. So I'm hoping everybody else can visualize how I do it on paper. Mm -hmm. um, but if anybody would like, you know, my template, just um, email us at hello at runnershealthhub.com and you know, I'm happy to share. Yeah, you might get a lot of people asking for that, Aileen, because it sounds as though it's a really helpful tool. And and I really do, like I said earlier, I like the idea of that timeline to help with the, the race day nutrition planning, because like you said at the beginning, so often we don't plan, we just eat and go. Um, and, and I think also this could be used as a practice tool as well. So you could be using it during training to, to, to practice in using it. And, um, and I think it's helpful to think about your fueling in the three distinct phases that you've, you've kind of alluded to, Aileen. So it's that pre-race, it's the during race and post-race. Now, We've done um, different episodes on these three phases. So you might want to check out episodes 34, 35 and 36, which are dedicated to the basics of the fueling during these different phases. So, Aileen, I'm just wondering, when once you've set up that timeline with all the timings, do you then write down your food choices on your timeline? Yeah, I think that is the best way to do it. And especially if you've never done it before, because I think it's helpful to write down the, the type of meal or snack or fuel 
next to the time and then write down your specific choice because I think that helps you remember why you're truly you're choosing that specific food and that time um and it also helps you be more committed to sticking with your nutrition plan on the day mm-hmm. so it's just like little um I, so, I suppose they're like cues and prompts to say why am I having the pre-run snack and why am I fueling during the race and why am I doing the, the post-run snack? Um, so it's just a way of sort of reminding yourself that this is why it's important. Yeah, exactly. And also I think it takes the thinking out of what you're going to eat. Um, and that I think when you you haven't pre-planned, that's when you grab for the things that you were saying earlier, Aileen, and there might not be um, the correct foods for you on the day. But also it means that you're thinking about um, having them in the house, making sure you've got these foods in the house as well for, mm. for race day. So, okay, so now that race day timeline is completed with timings, with the foods that you're going to choose. Let's talk about what and when to eat so you can add that detail to your nutrition plan. So Aileen, let's yeah. start. Yeah, well, I think um, the best way is to start at the, the top of the day, really. And the first thing that we would suggest you do is have a large glass of water before you do anything else, because that's going to top up your hydration levels and replenish fluids uh, that might have been lost overnight. And then the next thing to consider is what time to have your pre-race meal. Now, I think, you know, the majority of races tend to start in the morning. So it's likely that your pre-race meal will be a breakfast or brunch style meal. Um, although there are several several um, sort of more local, smaller races which might take place later in the day. I know where I live, there's a series of races sort of during the summer that are in the evening. Um, so you might want to sort of consider something different uh, for those races. And I know uh, several years ago, I did um, a midnight sun run in Reykjavik and the starting time was around 10 p.m. Now, that was a real one off for me and, and my digestion did not like running late at night. So it's not something I'll be repeating. But I remember it sort of screwing up what I would normally eat and it was a bit weird. Yeah, I can really imagine that. I don't fancy doing a, an evening run either. If it was early evening, say six o'clock, and it was just a short 10K, that sounds quite nice. Um, but I, we don't have anything like that around here, really. And I think all the races that I'm aware of are in the morning. So, you know, a summer's evening 10K might be quite nice, but no, not, not a midnight run. Um, but let's, for today's discussion, let's kind of assume that we're planning for a morning start time because that is the most popular. Now, your nutritional objective here and and in the week leading up to the race is to optimise your muscle glycogen stores. And then on the day of the race, what we're doing is really aiming to optimise that liver glycogen stores. Now, remember that stored glycogen is that stored glucose. It's the stored energy. Now, the guidelines suggest that we have between one to four grams per kilogram of body weight of carbohydrates, roughly one to four hours before the start of the race. So our recommendations would be if you have, say, two to four hours before the race, then choose more slow-release carbohydrate foods and include some protein at that time as well. And and just think about ensuring that you take on board between two to four grams per kilogram of body weight of carbohydrate food sources. Now, 
these figures really are if you are doing a long endurance run. Clearly, if you were getting up and it was raced in, it was a 5K or a 10K, you would you would want, still with the timings, you'd want to have carbohydrates and protein, but not to the same amount. Um, you'd want to remain light. You would want to feel satiated, but not full. But certainly for um, endurance runs, you want to be thinking about ensuring that you're taking on sufficient amounts of carbs. Um, Now, ideally, you should be planning your pre-race meal roughly two to three hours before the start time. So let's think about the different scenarios here. So if you're staying, say, near to the start line and you're not anticipating any delays, then maybe having a pre-race meal two hours beforehand plus also having a snack to have 30 minutes um, before the race starts would be ideal and um, thinking about what a carbohydrate rich meal might look like an example of a pre-race breakfast could be a couple of eggs and again you could have that scrambled poached or in an omelette and depending on your preference with uh, two large slices of wholemeal toast and you could add some spinach and mushrooms um, but only choose vegetables that you know don't cause any digestive issues. So ones that you've tried and tested and you know are okay. Another pre-race um, breakfast could be a large bowl of porridge or overnight oats with berries and some yogurt and some nut butter in there as well. But if you have less than two hours before the race, then just thinking about choosing um, uh, quick release, more quick release carbohydrate foods. So I'm thinking foods such as white bread, white rice, polenta, maybe white potatoes, because they're going to be more readily absorbed. So would kind of really help support that efficient glycogen storing and also limit any potential digestive issues as you get close to the to the count to the race countdown because they're not going to have the same amount of fiber. Um, However, if you need to factor in traveling time as well and a lot of hanging around time before the start, your choices might be different again. It, but, but you really want to avoid burning through your energy stores before you even start the race. So, um, you, you know, you might want to have a pre-race meal before you leave home or your hotel, depends where you are, and then factor in another snack, um, like I said, um, so, so you could have another snack en route to the start line, but you could then have a, a second snack that you can have 30 minutes before. Because we're always there way before the start time, aren't we? So have one on the journey, have one um, 30 minutes before you start to run. Now, some runners will split their pre-race meal into two. So it could be that you eat half at home and then have the other half en route. So whilst you're traveling. Um, so it's quite a lot of information, Aileen, but could you maybe give um, people some ideas of um, travel type breakfast and snacks? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I think it is something that a lot of people would benefit from. Um, So, I mean, basically, it's a similar sort of thing that you would have at home, but you just make it in a slightly different way to make it easy to travel with. So, you know, thinking about eggs, you know, you could have uh, boiled eggs, you could make uh, frittata and and cut it into slices, or egg muffins, they're easy to travel with. Um, So they're just like, um, you know, eggs with different... um, 
different ingredients in like you know maybe bits of cheese or vegetables and you bake them in the oven like a muffin um so you can imagine that they're easy to pop in a box and take with you um an overnight oat pot would be very easy to travel with maybe a smoothie uh, again easy to sip whilst traveling uh or a homemade flapjack bar you know you could do sweet or savory there we do a, a really nice savory one which includes cheese and eggs um Or you might want a combination of any of those choices. Maybe you want one or two things that go together. Um, And they can all be made ahead and stored in the fridge overnight, ready to grab as as you leave the house. And, you know, that's great for race day, but you could also maybe practice doing that, you know, on days where you're, you may be traveling to work, but you need a snack before you go for a run later on. Um, I would just say that whatever you choose, uh, just remember to choose easy easy to digest foods, and also practice your pre-meals, um, your pre-race meals in training too. Uh, so don't wait until race day to do it. So try a few different options out and see what works for you. Um, and, and I think the other thing about um, practicing in training is try to replicate the food timings in training. So, you know, most of us are used to running from the front door. Um, but on race day, you're probably going to have some traveling. So you might find that um, you need to, and practicing, it's important to really add in that period of time to the practice regime, at least once so that you know it works and, and you you sort of can work on that, having the extra snacks um, to see that that works for you. I'm not saying you travel to the race, but you just give yourself a, you know, that two hour window, however much time you're going to allow yourself into yeah. Plan. I think that's a really good idea, Aileen, and maybe something that people could consider. And it's certainly something I'm doing more of is if you've got a car or maybe the train or the bus, it's just going somewhere else to do your training on one one day um, every now and again. And one, it gets you out of that routine going somewhere different, but it means that you can actually practice what you've just said, sort of that pre-race timings and eating at those different times. So something to, something else to consider. Now, a question that we are often asked is, should um, a coffee be part of pre-race fueling? Now, I think this is very individual and will really depend on whether you are a responder or a non-responder and whether you use it as an ergogenic aid or not. Now, if you drink coffee as a normal pre-run habit, then you're probably okay. But what I would say is don't add it in on race day if you've never used it before. So um, it's a bit like anything to do with your your, your food planning. Um, don't try anything new on race day. And I know that there are a lot of gels these days that have caffeine in them. So if you do use gels, just make sure that the ones you choose don't have the caffeine if you're not used to using them. Now, we do actually have an episode that's dedicated um, to this subject. It's episode 69 titled, Is Caffeine Good for Running? So if this is something that a question that you've deliberated, then it might be worth going back and listening to that episode. Yeah, just uh, following on from from that, Karen, I think another consideration for everyone, uh, an obvious one, but it's to maintain hydration levels, uh, particularly throughout this sort of pre-race period. So don't forget to sip water on your travels to the start line. 
and assess whether you need to use electrolyte drops or not. Um, you know, think about what the weather's going to be like. And, you know, there's lots of different brands of electrolytes out there, but the ones that we like and that we recommend are elite electrolytes, um, mainly because they're, they're easy to use, easy to carry. They're almost tasteless. There's just a little hint of sodium in the water. Uh, we both, both use them and we have set up a special offer for you to try them out if you're interested. Um, so if you'll get all the details on our website, uh, which is runnershealthhub.com. Go to the shop uh, tab, um, look at our favorite supplements page and you'll find the elite drops there. Now we've got a discount code, which will give you a 15% discount. And the code is RHH15. Um, so we hope you get a chance to try those out and feel free to share the, the code with your running friends. And we'll also put this into the show notes too, if anybody's interested. So um, moving on now, Karen, uh, I'm thinking now about pre-race quick release carbohydrate snacks. So what do you suggest in those 30 minutes before the race? Well, as we always advocate, Aileen, um, real food, natural food um, options um, would be the primary ones to think about. And, and options might be, say, a banana, a small box of raisins or a medule date or two, depending, or a fruit puree pouch. Uh, we really like the Ella's Kitchen um brand or you could um use a fruit bar the pure fruit bars there's a company called frutina that do that and it's just like thin strips of um pure fruit and and they're all really easy to transport which is clearly important as well and um and also within the 30 minutes of starting your race remember to have water or an electrolyte drink like you were saying alien just to be mindful of your hydration at that time as well. Okay, that's that's good. Some good suggestions there, Karen. Um, now, what about during race fueling? Um, I know it's something that we've talked about, you know, many many times. But just as a as a recap, Karen, what is the advice? Yeah, well, the the general guidelines, Aileen, would be to fuel with roughly thirty to sixty grams of quick release carbohydrate foods um, per hour during the the race, and also again to keep hydrated. And how much and how often would require personalization? So this is quite generic information. Um, my advice would be to start eating early in the race. It is interesting, you know, lots of people wait until they start to feel hungry or are lacking energy. And really, this is too late because it takes the body time to digest and absorb. So you want to be starting um, early on. And, um, and if you wait this long, really, you're never going to be able to eat enough to replenish the glycogen stores um, sufficiently. And again, you know, just to remind you, this is speaking about long endurance runs here. Now, most runners begin consuming a quick release carbohydrate snack at around 30 to 60 minutes into the race and then continue with this strategy throughout. And again, it will be very personal whether you like to eat every 30 minutes or whether you just want to eat every hour. Some people it's 45 minutes, but it's between that um, 30 and 60 minutes. And like I said, you're aiming to have between the 30 to 60 grams of carbohydrates every hour 
And again, you should have been practicing this strategy during your your training. So hopefully you um, have the snacks that work for you at hand as you run. Now, as I said, we tend to focus on real foods or sports products based on natural ingredients. Obviously, the choice is yours. But if you are choosing a commercial sports gel or bar, check the label and and aim for the ones that use natural ingredients. So just thinking about some of the real foods, uh, ones that we would recommend include medjool dates. We're always speaking about medjool dates. They're such a great food. And they're my favourite, and I think Aileen yours as well, aren't they? They are. I buy them regularly, and my greengrocer actually stores them, and he says that he sells a lot to cyclists as well. (laughs) They're definitely a favourite. Yes, yeah, because they're just so easy to carry as well. They're easy to eat, they're easy to carry, and they're also easy to transport. And um, and you can buy them ready de-stoned, or you could DIY them. And um, and they're very high in natural sugars as well. And raisins is another good choice, and they're they've got a a good amount of quick release carbs in them as well. A banana, and now some people might be able to carry these during a run, um, but. But for me personally, I just find they get bruised and squashed when I carry them. So I don't tend to to have them during a run um, and because I don't like them like that. But for some people, that it makes them sweeter, it makes them softer, therefore potentially easier to digest. So they're quite happy with that. Also, homemade flapjacks, Aileen, you spoke about them um, as a as a pre a pre race snack. I think they can be good as a as a during race snack as well, with added honey, maple syrup for sweetness. So maybe less of the egg and the cheese and more of the the honey and the maple syrup. And again. They're um, fairly easy to carry if you've managed to make quite solid ones. And um, and you can put them in your camel back if, if that's something that you use. And then we spoke about the Ella's Kitchen pouches. Now, the mango and the um, pineapple pouches are really sweet ones. So they've got a lot of um, high sh- high natural sugar in them. And they also do a sweet potato one. Now, some people prefer that more savoury um, taste and um, the sweet potato works for them. I've got a client who much prefers um, having the sweet potato than the than the mango, and um, and I also recommend more natural commercial products to clients if they are if they're not open to the homemade or they just don't have time to do the homemade food. So. Products I would be promoting are the likes of the Huma gels, the Honey Stinger gels and Velaforte, all really good natural products. So that would be my recommendation, Zeeling. Great. So again, lots of choices. Um, so we, we mentioned hydration earlier and, you know, we all know that hydration is a limiting factor in running performance. So during the race, you really need to remain mindful of your fluid needs, uh, drink regularly, top up at the drink stations on the course and remember to increase your intake if weather conditions are hot um, or if you've got a high sweat rate, um, that's really important too. Um, small amounts might be preferable, especially if you're a fast runner, because you might find it difficult to drink large volumes of fluids uh, during the race. And remember the electrolytes, as we mentioned, um, um, you can get electrolytes in lots of different formats. So you can get gels, tablets or drops and 
as I mentioned earlier, we really like the Elite Drops and they do a tiny uh, pack uh, that are great for traveling with. So um, you could have those in your um, pack with you. So um, let's round up with what we should be doing to support recovery post-race. So Karen, can you give us some tips on that? Yeah, I think the first thing I would say is just to remember to eat a quick-release carbohydrate food within 30 minutes of finishing the race. Um, And any of the quick-release snacks that we mentioned uh, before the race and during the race would be ideal. And again, just remember to practice this in training And um, because it's interesting. Some people find it really difficult to eat immediately after a race. So practicing that in training will help um, the, the the digestive system to adjust, adapt to receiving the food. Um, and you're really doing this to replenish those glycogen stores again. So it's all part of that recovery ready for your next run, whenever that may be. Um, and then what I would say is plan a post-run snack or meal roughly about two hours after the race with um, a carbohydrate-protein ratio of four to one. So four parts carbohydrates to one part protein. Um, And it is recommended that following an endurance race, so certainly a marathon, you would want to eat every two hours up to six hours, so eating regularly up to six hours. And then after that, you can return to to normal eating, having your three meals a day and two snacks. Now, the ratio of carbohydrate to protein um, up to six hours afterwards should be that ratio that I've mentioned. So that four to one. So and then after that, you can you can adapt the carbs down and increase the protein a bit more. And this really is to um, encourage the, the muscle protein synthesis, muscle repair, recovery, whilst also continuing to replenish your glycogen. So, so you still want to keep the carbs high in those six hours, but you do want the protein as well to start that um, recovery or, and repair of muscle. And um, eating of a, a combination of the protein and the carbohydrates together is known to enhance that muscle protein synthesis even more compared to protein on its own. So um, it's a really good combination. Now, ideas for post-run snacks to eat when traveling might be um, a sandwich or a wrap filled with a, a protein choice. So maybe it's chicken or cheese or hummus, or you could think of maybe a plant based smoothie it might be easier for some people to drink the nutrients rather than eat the nutrients following a race and again you could have these pre-made and packed in your bag or if friends and family are at the finish they could have them there ready for you to to eat so um so just again some some ideas for people yeah that's that's really helpful karen and um often again it's a part of the um race nutrition that people overlook mm-hmm. uh, about you but often when you get to the end of the race that everybody's surrounded by food vans and mm-hmm. and people just uh you know great they I can, I'm always in, in awe or shock I don't know which of the people who you know you see eating giant you know bags of chips and burgers and and having a pint of beer in their hand and I just think oh my goodness why why are they doing that so my next question is what about the runners who want to treat themselves after after a race to food and alcohol and 
uh, you know, is going off plan in such a, a radical way when you've been treating your body as a temple in the run up to the race. Uh, such a great idea. And, and will it support, support recovery? Well, I think a treat after a race is always a nice thing to have. Um, and, 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 and sometimes it can help psychologically as you get to the end of um, of, of a, uh, an endurance race. is just having that treat that you can look forward to can help keep you going. Um, but if you're serious about recovering well, then I would say it's probably best not to go mad and overload with food and alcohol. It's thinking about what are foods that are a little bit of a treat for you, but would still help to support um, recovery. Now, I would say give yourself at least a few hours to let your digestion return to some sort of normality and maybe leave leave the big treat meal to the to the following day. So that would be my advice. I have to say when when I'm doing a long endurance run, be it in training or be it in race, it's a coffee for me. And that just keeps me going because I don't run with caffeine at all. Um, So that is my treat at the end. But I have to get get the snack 30 minutes snack in first and then something else to eat protein and carb snack and then I can have I can have my coffee and oh my god it's the best coffee ever (laughs) so we're really hoping that that's giving you all some easy um easy ideas for real food on um, your race day nutrition plan to think about so before we move on I think maybe would be a good time to stop for a quick advert break Aileen okay that's great so um, this is the part of the podcast where Karen and I take a minute to talk to you about what we do outside of the podcast and um, today we thought we'd share with you our one-to-one personalized nutrition services uh, because this service is for you if you would like some focused and personal advice to support you, help you achieve your health and, and running goals. And perhaps uh, one of your running goals is to prepare for your next race. Often that's um, a reason that people come to work with us one-to-one because they want to do their very best in the next race. Um, and we can help you do this uh, with the personalized runner's food plan program and that's to support both your everyday nutrition to help you with a running specific food plan and race day fueling and recovery Um, so what we do with nutrition essentials is we discuss your everyday nutrition and identify any areas to fine tune we'll review your current food plan and your running goals and we'll give you recommendations for everyday nutrition foundations and that's a really important place to start uh, in the next session, as part of that program, we look at running nutrition um, specifically for you. And that's where we'll focus on pre, during and post fueling. Uh, and we'll um, introduce the athlete play concept for your training plan. We also look at your weekly running training plan and any other scheduled exercise and suggest what foods you should eat, how much and when you should eat them. And that's going to support pre, during and post fueling. And then the next session we work with you on is actually on your race day nutrition. So we look at meal planning for race day, including um, the fueling uh, in the lead up to the race. So not just race day, it's sort of the the week beforehand um, and help you with practical tips to help the race day go smoothly. Um, So so you're fully prepared. Um, So if you are looking to move into 
running at the next level, you know, whether you're a beginner or a 5K runner, a 10K runner, a half marathon, marathon or ultra, uh, or if you're training for an important race and you just want to be in the best shape and condition on the big day, then uh, we'd love to have a chat with you and see how we can help you. So if you are interested in working with us, uh, just book a complimentary call with us and we can uh, discuss the best way of working with you to get the results that you're uh, desiring. Um, And also, we just wanted to say that if you are listening to us and you live in a different time zone, please don't let that stop you from booking uh, a call. We are uh, more than happy to accommodate you um, in your time zone. So just drop us an email at hello at runnershealthhub.com and we'll do the best to accommodate you. So I'll put all of the links in the show notes, uh, but also, um, you know, check the website, uh, runnershealthup.com, and you'll find a a booking, a complimentary call uh, booking link there, and you'll also find a page all about personalized nutrition. Um, So I hope that gives everybody some help as to where to look for the next steps. Exactly. It gives everybody some direction. So we look forward to hearing from you. So thanks for that, Aileen. Now, we thought that we would go on and share some of our nutritional non-negotiables when it comes to preparing for and executing your nutritional race day plan. Now, what we would say is, again, start practicing the pre, during, post fueling several weeks before your race so that you have lots of time to trial and test out what suits you, because it might be that you've got to chop and change your foods um, and and aids and things um, several times before you find out what exactly works for you. Then fine tune your everyday nutrition two to three weeks before the race so that you're really feeling fit and energetic ahead of the race. Now, good nutrition will support your energy and your immune system. So really helping to protect you against any common colds and infections, because you don't want that as you're preparing and training for your race. And, um, you know, because that can, it, it could lead to disruption or you having to pull out and that's not what you want. So really making sure that the foundations are in place. What I would also say is plan all of your um, activities and the lead up to the race to be supportive of your race goal. So, for example, regular meals, minimal alcohol, optimal nutrition and hydration, as we've been speaking about uh, today, and also relaxation and sleep. Sleep is underestimated and is so, so important. And I think here a light social calendar and schedule um, it, it would be important. And um, and just kind of thinking about scheduling in easy light activity for active recovery. So making sure that you're giving yourself enough time to recover from your different training sessions leading up to the race. Now, then moving on to the evening before the race. Uh, really what we would stress here is is not to have any stimulating foods or drinks, actually. So ideally, no caffeine no alcohol, no chocolate either. Um, You need to be ensuring that you have a good night's sleep. And and if you have stimulants, that's going to interrupt sleep. So so keeping stimulants um, away from your um, food and drink plan the night before will really help a good night's sleep. So Aileen, that's some suggestions. What, What suggestions would you have or add here? 
Um, well, I'm thinking about being organized well ahead of race day. So like you mentioned it earlier, Karen, about, um, you know, having everything ready at hand. So do your shopping a few days ahead of the race. You know, think about what you're going to need for that pre-race meal, your during race snacks and the post-race uh, snacks and meals. And also plan how you're going to carry the snacks and drinks to the start of the race, uh, what you'll use during the race. So whether it's a belt or a camel pack. Um, so um, thinking about your um, snacks and drinks, if if they are non-perishable, you might even be able to pack the bag the day before because that's going to save some time on race day. Um, or you could prepare or semi-prepare um, your um, pre-race meal and that could be sort of ready in, in the fridge and then you can, uh, you know, finish it off before you um before you leave uh, and and some people might even consider preparing the post-race meal you know so that it's ready for them when they get home I know that's something I quite like doing it's sort of again it just makes life easier if you know what you're going to have um, now another um, top tip and I think this is one that you've often shared Karen is you don't rely on catering provisions by race providers um, or the, the race organisers you really can't rely on the quality of food and drinks that they will provide. Um, so it's really best to be self-sufficient. Um, however, you know, there are some races where um, there are, um, you know, catering at fueling stations and you might want to um, take advantage of those. So if that's the case, what we'd suggest is just check ahead what's going to be available um, and if you know what's going to be available, then you can try out similar foods and products in training. Now, this is probably a bit more critical if you're running in, uh, you know, maybe an ultra distance over several hours. You're more likely to have to, you know, you might not be able to take everything yourself. So you're more likely to have to um, rely on the race organisers. Um, I think the overall message I would have is um, it's, it's really important not to leave anything to chance. So the more you can plan, prepare, shop, arrange, um, request whatever you want, um, it's going to be better for you. So, you know, if you're at home, you're in charge. You can easily uh, be in charge of what and when you'll eat. Uh, if you are going to be traveling, um, then remember to take, you know, a packed lunch or snacks for your journey. That might be the day before the event and on the day of the event. Um you might be staying somewhere different, so you might not be at home. So if you're with family and friends, maybe call ahead, have a conversation, explain what you'll require to eat and offer to bring the ingredients with you so that you, you know, you know, again, you're in control of the situation. Um, if you're in a hotel, you could check the menu there or the local restaurants roundabout. And again, make a booking for the time that you want to eat. Now, for the big mass events, um, there's often lots and lots of people traveling to them and you might not be able to get a, a restaurant booking. So that's a real good tip to get that sorted out, you know, well in advance. And also if you're self-catering, um, just remember to do a shopping list and plan how you're going to do the shopping. So, you know, there's lots of ways that you can be extra organized. And as we've said several times today, the key thing is not to eat or drink anything before, during or after the race that you've not practiced in training. Yeah, definitely, Aileen. I think that's a really great note to end on. And I think there's some really um, good 
sort of practical tips in there as well as nutritional tips there's some really good practical tips to make sure everybody feels organized and in control and take some of that pressure and anxiety away from race day as well if you feel you're in control if you feel as though you're prepared it can help help everybody remain calm so thanks very much for that now we are almost at the end of our time today Aileen so could you maybe just round up with some of your key takeaways from this episode? Yeah, sure, Karen. So um, the first thing to do is to create your race timeline and add in the key times that you'll be eating and drinking. I calculate what you should be eat, what you should eat working backwards from your, your race start time. Uh, remember to eat a carbohydrate-rich pre-race meal approximately two to three hours before the race. Um and hydrate optimally before the race too. Uh, factor in eating a quick release carbohydrate snack, um, usually 30 minutes before the race, but it could sort of be 30 to 60 minutes before the race, depending on your uh, preference. Um, during the race, fuel with 30 to 60 grams of quick release carbohydrate foods per hour um, throughout the race. And remember to keep hydrated um, when you finish the race, um, plan to have a quick release carbohydrate snack within 30 minutes of the end of the race and then have a post run uh, snack or meal um, approximately two hours after the race with a carbohydrate to protein ratio of four to one. Um, so those are the sort of the top um guidelines and um we've got quite a lot of information to share from other episodes that go along with this episode so we'll we'll put a list of all of the related episodes in the show notes and remember if um if you need one-to-one help consider booking a call with us and we can explain how you can work with us Great. Thanks very much, Aileen. And hopefully that's been really helpful to everyone uh, with any forthcoming races. And we are moving um, into race season. So um, so hopefully this will, will be helpful. So do let us know how you get on with your race day nutrition and, um, and what you find um, worked for you. And remember, everyone, don't let nutrition be the limiting factor in your running performance. Well, this brings us to the end of another episode of She Runs, Eats, Performs, brought to you by Runners Health Hub, helping female runners to be fitter, faster and stronger. We really hope you've enjoyed listening and you'll join us again soon. In the meantime, we'd be so grateful if you check us out on iTunes and leave a review. And once again, thanks for listening and do let us know if there are any topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes. Bye for now. We'd like to introduce you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear for Women's Changing Bodies, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. We think they have everything a female runner needs. First of all, they are high compression to support your legs and bum. They have a deep waistband so they stay up and they don't move about when you run. There's a handy left pocket for your phone and a zip pocket on the waistband which is great for your cards or a key. They also have a hidden tracker pocket for storing a GPS tracking device and this is a unique safety feature. 
All Amazing Jane designs, including tanks and tops, are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. Karen and I have been trialing wearing their range for a few months and we can happily recommend them. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners' special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at AmazingJane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. Thanks again to Amazing Jane Activewear for being our show sponsor and for sharing discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases.